Hi. You may be wondering where my guest is. Uh, I'm not interviewing anybody today. It's just me. Um, there are some some thoughts that I've been wanting to get out. I've been thinking an awful lot lately about skepticism. Uh, I've been thinking about how do we evaluate claims because there are a lot of claims out there. And the question, how do you determine if a claim should be believed, is a big one. There are a lot of reasons that people offer in support of the idea that a claim should be believed. You know, maybe a belief unifies people. Maybe a belief makes someone feel good. Uh, the reasons tend to boil down to maybe a belief is useful. I've heard many people use the utility of a belief to argue that one should believe something, but the utility of a belief has nothing to do with whether a belief is true. So what do we do if someone really cares about whether or not their beliefs are true? In other words, what if someone cares about whether their beliefs are actually consistent with reality? What if somebody even takes it a step further and wants to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible? Increasingly, when I, when I talk to people about their beliefs, I like to begin by asking them if they care about whether their beliefs are true. Just point blank. Uh, they don't like this most of the time. Um, people uh, find the question a little bit offensive because, I mean, people tend to say yes almost reflexively when asked the question. It's just assumed by most people that they care about whether their beliefs are true. And most of the time, I think they probably do. It's really obvious when it comes to most of our beliefs that believing false things has consequences. I don't think people go around thinking that they want to be deceived. It's so obvious that we barely think about it most of the time, that our beliefs are unconsciously the byproducts of, of, uh, of skepticism. When you get up and decide to leave a room, you don't stop to really think about whether or not you should you know, try to... You know, flow through the wall like a ghost or take the door. There's a lot of evidence out there in support of the use of doors. You've witnessed this and you've done this calculation in your head without thinking about this, so you're going to you're going to go out the door. It's a skeptical thing to do. But what is skepticism? There's so much misconception out there about what it even is. If you look it up, it doesn't help. You get like six different definitions. Are we talking about religious skepticism or scientific skepticism? Is skepticism a thing is it a is it a tool there's 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 a lot of uh, there's there's so many usages out there that that you can get lost in the in the sauce in simplest terms skepticism is just it's doubt it's it's tentative incredulity it's the refusal to accept claims as being true until those claims have been demonstrated to actually be true uh, in his book, The Demon Haunted World, which is about skepticism and the scientific method, Carl Sagan wrote that what skeptical thinking boils down to is the means to construct and to understand a reasoned argument, and especially important to recognize a fallacious or fraudulent argument. And he continues with, uh, the question is not whether we like the conclusion that emerges out of a train of reasoning, but whether the conclusion follows from the premises or a starting point and whether that premise is true. Notice the, the emphasis on, on the value 
judgment there that, that, that they, he values truth. And notice that he said the means. Skepticism is a process. It's the application of critical thinking. The conclusion follows after the process. This is a good point to, uh, to pause and uh, to focus for a moment on what skepticism isn't. Um, the whole inspiration for me doing this uh, video was a conversation, a series of conversations that I've had with someone I know who accepts a number of spurious claims as true. Um, with, uh, with a number of claims this person has made in a, different, in a number of different conversations, uh, he's made a claim of his own about me. They'll tell me, you just don't want to believe, fill in the blank, X is true. And if it were true that my default position was that X is not true, I wouldn't be a skeptic. I want to make that very clear. There's a serious, meaningful, critical distinction between saying X is false, which is a claim in itself that would need to be demonstrated before it should be believed, and saying, I'm not prepared to believe X is true until the person claiming X is true can demonstrate that X is true. Atheists like me run into this problem like all the time, all the time. If someone tells me that they worship a God and it doesn't matter which God or which religious tradition it is, and I'm just not convinced that the God that they worship is real, I don't find whatever argument they're making or evidence compelling, that's different from me saying, your God is not real. My, uh, my all-time favorite illustration of this distinction, uh, I first heard from Matt Dillahunty, who uses a jar of gumballs or jelly beans. It doesn't matter what's in the jar. Uh, I've used a bag of peanut M&Ms to make the, the point. Anyway, uh, it's, there's, there's a jar, okay? And it's filled with an unknown quantity of jelly beans, okay? So any belief regarding, uh, you know, about whether or not there's, there's an odd or an even number of, of jelly beans should be withheld. It should be suspended in the absence of any evidence. So if somebody was to come along and say, there's an even number of gumballs or jelly beans, I don't remember which I was using, I think jelly beans in there, but they haven't demonstrated how they know this is the case. The skeptical thing to do, the skeptic's position is to withhold belief in the proposition, there's an even number of jelly beans in there. Notice that this does not mean that the skeptic believes there's an odd number of jelly beans in there. They're just waiting until there's evidence before taking a position on whether there is, in fact, in reality, an even or odd number of jelly beans in the jar. People get really confused by this. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone ask me something like, where, where does the universe come from? And when I say, I don't know where the universe came from. I don't know. They say, oh, so you're saying the universe came from nothing? No. No. I'm saying I don't know how many jelly beans are in the jar. I'm not going to take a position on something until I have enough evidence to support my belief because I care about whether or not my belief is true. Think about how much trouble we could avoid as a species if more people would just stop and admit that they don't know what the hell they're talking about most of the time and that they need to just like withhold belief. That's it. Just withhold belief in the claims until they have evidence. 
Think about all the claims out there. Really consequential claims. Vaccines are dangerous. Joe Biden stole the election. There are only two genders. A woman's place is in the home. Psychology is bogus, and to be mentally healthy, what you really need to do is to go and be cleansed of uh, thetans. Climate change is a hoax. You can go on and on and on, and I've I've heard people tell me all of these things. Public policy here in the United States, I mean, public policy everywhere is shaped in part by people who believe these types of claims. But how do we know if any of these claims are true? I think it matters. Usually when I hear uh, claims like this, they're prefaced by, I believe. Like, I believe God thinks a marriage is only valid if it's between one man and one woman. That kind of thing. But the degree to which you believe something or are convinced that a claim is true has nothing to do with whether the belief or the claim is true. This should be obvious if you think about it, even for a moment. Because for every claim that you believe, someone out there is just as convinced that the opposite is true. So how do we figure out what is true when two people hold, they're they're equally convinced of mutually exclusive claims? Well, we use the tools of skepticism. I also want to point out that in addition to skepticism not being cynicism, it isn't denialism either. It should go without saying, but the denial of belief in the face of conclusive evidence is not skepticism. For example, I find it frankly ridiculous that people refer to themselves as climate change skeptics when what they are more accurately are climate change deniers. Holding on to one's conclusion and defending it against evidence is completely backwards. It's, it's antithetical to skepticism. Anytime that you start from your conclusion and then search for justification for your conclusion, rather than looking for the best evidence and then coming to a conclusion in light of where the evidence takes you, you are setting yourself up to be wrong. And for those of you out there who are watching this going, he didn't even bring up Descartes or Hume or any of the philosophers who've done work in this area, please calm down. Just just calm down. There are plenty of videos out there for people who want to dig in and explore this space. I'm not here trying to create a book list for anybody or flex on anybody about you know what philosophers I've read, okay? I'm just trying to clear up some misconceptions and encourage people to start asking themselves if their beliefs are supported by evidence. That's, that's the, getting the foot in the door to skepticism. And to ask themselves how equipped they are to evaluate claims. Are the tools in your skeptical toolbox effective? Is your bullshit detector, your bullshit detector, what I was trying to say, is your bullshit detector calibrated? If not, you might be in trouble. If you want to believe as many few things and as few false things as possible, you're definitely in trouble. And and you don't have to be particularly smart or well-read or educated or anything to be a skeptic. You just have to practice challenging your beliefs and valuing truth and evidence. When I look at the world, I see all these problems that are not only caused at their root by a a lack of skepticism, but that persist because people lack the tools of skepticism that are necessary to solve 
the most serious problems that we face as a species. So moving forward with this channel, I'm going to talk a lot about fallacies and other cognitive traps. There are so many ways to just consistently and reliably be wrong about a lot of things. For your beliefs to be disconnected or untethered from reality. And the project of being less wrong more of the time is ongoing. That's all I'm trying to do. And it's important to remember that nobody is perfectly rational. But the first step on the path to truth, I think is just valuing truth consistently and asking a lot of questions. Hopefully better and better questions. And I hope you'll keep watching this channel and hopefully we can all grow and learn how to ask better and better questions together and practice. So with that in mind, in the meantime, keep asking lots of questions, please. Thanks for watching. <laughs>